to Psalm 45. Psalm 45. One of the regal psalms of the book of Psalms, in which it sets forth the Lord Jesus Christ as a king. And a fair one at that. And a glorious one. And a victorious one. And a loving one. Let's all rise together and read Psalm 45. An inspired psalm that caused David's heart to indict a good matter. Speaking about the King, the Lord Jesus Christ. Together. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the King. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God hath blessed thee forever. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty. And in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest a wickedness. Therefore God, yea God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia, out of the ivory palaces, whereby they have made thee glad. King's daughters were among thy honorable women, Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. Hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty. For he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. And the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. Even the rich among the people shall entreat thy favor. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. She shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins, her companions that follow her, shall be brought unto thee. With gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter into the king's palace. Instead of thy fathers shall be thy children, whom thou mayest make princes in all the earth. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. I have preached this psalm to you before by taking it verse by verse and phrase by phrase. 
This morning we only want to focus on a couple of things. The word indict means to dictate. Some wonder how the work of inspiration takes place. God the Holy Spirit told the heart of holy men of God the words that they were to write down. My heart is indicting a good matter. God the Holy Spirit dictated to the heart of David the words that he wanted written down. And David said those words in this particular case were things about the King, the Lord Jesus Christ, the King that was going to come out of David's loins and sit on his throne forever. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. He's a secretary. He's taking dictation and he's writing down the words that God wants us to have. It says of our Lord Jesus Christ, He's fairer than the children of men. We sing a song that says He is fairer than 10,000 of the fair. And He is. And this describes Him at His first coming. As we'll see in just a moment. This is not Solomon. Solomon may have been fair, but he wasn't fairer than all the children of men. And grace wasn't poured into his lips like the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus spoke in Luke chapter 4, it says they all wondered at the gracious words that came out of his mouth. Because grace was poured into his lips. God hath blessed him forever. We see in verse 3 that he's a conquering prince. He has a sword on his thigh. He's addressed as, O most mighty. And he's to ride forth in glory and majesty. And the following verses say he's going to prosper because of meekness, truth, and righteousness. Those are the things that made the Lord Jesus Christ great. His meekness, His truth, and His righteousness. He went to the cross for us after He had lived a perfect life for us. And then He ascended up into heaven and sat down at God's right hand. We have in verses 6 and 7 two verses that are quoted by Paul in Hebrews chapter 1. And these verses tell us that this is a messianic psalm meaning it's one about the Messiah, the Lord Jesus. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Now, when did the Lord Jesus Christ get this throne that is forever and ever? He isn't waiting for it. He got it when He ascended up into heaven and sat down at God's right hand. And we'll have more to say about that. But there is one thing that separates us from the other Baptist churches in this county. We believe that Jesus Christ is ruling and reigning now at the right hand of God over all nations with a rod of iron and dashing them in pieces. All you need to do is look at a globe and see how it compares to the days of Nebuchadnezzar or Xerxes or Alexander the Great or Caesar Augustus. There is no world empire. He is dashed into shattered pieces. And He is ruling and reigning in a spiritual kingdom that cannot be seen by those who are carnally minded and are looking for something of this earth. The scepter of Thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God, Thy God, hath anointed Thee with the oil of gladness above Thy fellows. Jesus Christ has been elevated far above all angels. Because He's been given a measure of the Holy Spirit, here called the oil of gladness, above any peers in heaven. And then it goes on to describe all His garments and how sweet 
He smells to those who love Him. The Lord Jesus Christ is precious to those who believe. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 6. But He is a stumbling block to those who are disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 8. It goes on to describe His bride. King's daughters were among thy honorable women. Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. A queen bride. And the wedding here is described over the next number of verses. And brothers and sisters, we are that bride. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are those He came to purchase with the dowry of His own blood. He bought us from the claims that God's righteousness had against us. And we are His. And He has clothed us with His own righteousness, which makes us beautiful, so that the King shall greatly desire our beauty. As it says in verse 11, So shall the King greatly desire thy beauty. We are not beautiful by ourselves. We're beautiful because God has made us beautiful by clothing us in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It told us in verse 10 to forget our own people and our Father's house. We have turned away from our own families in some respects that do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or fear God or love the Scriptures. And we're told to do so. Forget also thine own people and thy Father's house. The Lord's going to give you a new family. And it's described here. It's a new family. It says in verse 12, the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. The United States was not known when David wrote Psalm 45, and it wouldn't have made sense to anyone except us. So instead, he uses other Gentiles as an example of Gentiles being brought in and made part of that bride. The daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. And even in the New Testament, we're able to read where those of Tyre and Sidon heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there were those that came to follow the Lord Jesus Christ from those places. It says, even the rich among the people shall entreat thy favor. And we read about Joseph of Arimathea. We read about centurions. We read about rulers of the synagogue. We read about Joseph, who was also called Barnabas, who were rich. And they entreated the favor of the Lord Jesus Christ. They begged Him for mercy and repented of their sins. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. She's going to be brought to the king in raiment of needlework. This is Old Testament shadow language. It isn't even the very image of the things we understand. It's mere shadows of it. But we are to look through the shadows, past the pictures into New Testament reality and understand that this Jesus Christ sitting on His throne has chosen a bride from among the people and made them gloriously beautiful in His raiment of needlework. This is what we are to believe. She's going to be brought to the King and the virgins, her companions, will follow her. She's going to come with gladness and rejoicing. Verse 15 tells us, and she's going to enter into the King's palace and there's going to be a consummation And that consummation starts, and part of it is when we agree to the espousals and repent of our sins and call upon the Lord Jesus Christ 
and are baptized in His glorious name and follow Him all the days of our lives. The marriage begins, but brethren, there's a consummation coming in the marriage bed, if you will allow me to say that, though in the Bible it's called the marriage supper of the Lamb, in which we will be united forever in presence, in heaven, with Jesus Christ, never to be separated from Him again. Instead of thy fathers, those that you gave up in this world of friends and family that do not believe, instead of thy fathers shall be thy children, whom thou mayest make princes in all the earth. There's going to be fellow believers that are going to become our fathers and our mothers, our sons and our daughters, our brothers and our sisters, that we unite with in a church capacity in this world and in the family of God capacity in the next world. We have a family that replaces any family on this earth. As I have told you many times, blood is thicker than blood. The blood of this conquering prince is greater and stronger and tighter in the bond that it creates than the bond of any family on earth. This is the family of God united by the blood of Christ. The psalmist concludes with this wonderful verse, I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. And who are these people but the people of God? They're the only ones that praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's make sure today that our praise of the Lord Jesus Christ is lifted high. This is one of the most beautiful shadows or picture language in all the Psalms of a conquering prince coming and redeeming his bride and dressing her and desiring her beauty and inviting her into his palace where she will be with him forever and ever. This is the marriage of the Lord Jesus Christ to the elect of God that God chose for him, gave to him before the world began, that he purchased 2,000 years ago, calls out of this world by regeneration during our lifetimes and is going to ride his white horse to gather us together to the marriage supper of the Lamb any day soon. Praise the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let's extend that praise throughout all the earth, through our children, our brethren, by upholding the truth of the New Testament that tells us about these things in detail. May Jesus Christ be praised.